If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Arrington. I tried to harmonise that. Mr. Ben Arrington. Mr. Ben Arrington. Yeah, I mean, we we should practice it. Yeah, we should. We should practice. Surprise the audience one one evening with a properly perfect third. Pitch, but we should just do the whole intro um, harmonized. Maybe we'll work on that for next time. Okay. Okay. Maybe okay. pre-record it because I know you're a bit of a wizard when it comes to stuff like that. So uh, I'm not a wizard with stuff like that. <laughs> I well, like to mess around. Yeah, I like to mess around. That basically makes you a wizard, right? I have to go to my garage and mess around with my scent. Uh But uh, <laughs> let's talk about stuffs and guffs. I've got a good one for stuffs and guffs. Oh. oh. You go first. I always go first. You go first. Okay. 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 I reckon. Uh, so this, I watched a stuff film called The Stuff. Have you seen The oh, Stuff? Yeah. So I, um, I, I don't think I have seen The Stuff, but I know what The Stuff is, and I know it was okay. written by, directed by, written and directed by, written and directed by the, the late the late Larry Cohen. He passed away a couple of weeks ago, not that long ago. Um, uh, Larry Cohen, one of those independent filmmakers. I watched a documentary about him recently called King Cohen, which is like really, really fun, a good watch to sort of see an independent filmmaker making absolute chaos and having fun doing it. Uh, this stuff is one of his films. I think this is maybe one of his better known films. It's the one I knew about before I knew who Larry Cohen was. Um, it's about these people in America, they find this white bilge stuff bubbling creamy, out the ground. Creamy muck muck. And the first thing this guy does when he sees it, he goes, hmm, I wonder what that tastes like. And he shoves it in his mouth and starts eating it. And then someone else comes over and he goes, I reckon we could sell this. And they start selling it. Uh, and then they don't realize that the stuff is just sort of like ice cream yogurt. Does anyone, does anyone ever say what it tastes like? 
Well, someone mentions yogurt, but I think it's just because th- there's a little kid who's like, who sees it moving and he's like, it's alive. You can't eat it, it's alive. And they're like, yeah, but yogurt's alive. Yeast and bread is alive. You always eat stuff that's alive. Yeah, you um, dick. You little dick. It's Get like it down, you. Look a good boy. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's good. It's, um, when you watch sort of these sort of older, lower budget films, there's always the concern that it's going to be a little bit poorly put together or like a little bit of a difficult watch. The first hour of this is really good. <laughs> like it's just genuinely fun. Well, it's it's kind of hammy. I can't really. Uh, uh, was his name Chris Moriarty or something? The lead actor plays a sort of a PI, but for food for the food industry. And he's really hammy, <laughs> but like really kind of funny to watch. And I mean, it's a specific job, but you know, someone's got to yeah. do it. He's like a former FBI agent in all this crazy stuff. He he punches people randomly in the face. It's just it's just like really fun to watch. Um, and then it's um, there's loads of like spoof adverts about the stuff, very eighties, and it's all like um, it's it feels like it was a real product, like the amount of stuff that's it, gone into the logo. They're gonna come up with a better name for it. The stuff, yeah, but you'll never get enough of the stuff. And now yeah. there's a whole is that, thing. Is that, the, is that the tagline? You never get enough of the stuff, something, something like that. But um, the, the actual tagline for the film is: Are you eating it, or is it eating you? And it's oh, yeah. uh, it's good. It's like it's a really fun satirical horror comedy thriller sort of thing. the last last half an hour goes a bit it gets all the army involved and they're like all fighting <laughs> shooting at the stuff it, I don't get the stuff weird. yeah I can't remember how he beat it I think he said on fire or something but I can't remember now. yeah it's good it's that out of the stuff and the guffs that was a genuinely good stuff yeah that's the best kind of stuff you could have mm. I had some stuffing as well on Sunday it's good oh did you uh, sage and onion Yes, it's classic. This classic. This Is there thing. any other stuff in sausage meat? Uh, no. No. <laughs> there isn't any other stuff. No. In, that's it. Sage and onion. You got any other stuff? In? Get out of here. I like that Did stuff you... you get sometimes that tastes like properly meaty. Like it is like some sort of meat. Sausage meat one. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a different one that's like beefier. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm getting. My wires crossed. <laughs> Hang on a minute. This stuff is meaty, but not quite beefy enough for me. And there's, there's always God, the, like, the, nothing uh, pleases you. The nut and cranberry sauce type of one that someone's always handing around, and you're like, nah, I just, I'll stick to the sage and onion yeah, one, thanks. I know what you mean. Yeah, that one's mental. That one's, yeah. for, that one's for upper class people, you know, not the yeah. Uh, yeah. sausage munchers like us. <laughs> yeah. What about you? And did you do any other stuff in Guffs, or was that pretty much it? A solo week? Game of Thrones, I guess. Um... Game of Thrones, yeah. Everyone's it's, going, everyone's going cray cray for that right now, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's lost. It's lost a little something, something since they've since they've overtaken Mister R R Martin, Mister Rowdy Roddy Martin. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got to the point where like they're writing the dialogue, and it doesn't seem as as quite as cutting or as. Hey mate, what are you gonna do about this? Then bloody hell, White Walker over there, bloody mug. That's it. It just feels well. It used to feel like you never really knew what people were saying because they had like so many meanings behind what they're talking about. They had to, uh, you know, keep some sort of facade from they other people. Get to the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now it's like yeah. I think you're an idiot and I think you're a tosser. <laughs> and then they yeah, well, I've done it, then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty much, well, pretty much it. Yeah. Maybe not quite as on the nose. But uh, what about you? Uh, watched a few nice things this week. It's been quite. Uh, I watched. High Life, which is like a odd is that sort of post. Oh, 
post-apocalyptic A24 um, sci-fi sort of nihilistic horrible um, <laughs> directed by Claire Claire Denise and it's her first English language uh, film I believe yeah. Robert Robert Pattinson's in it old uh, old glittery werewolf no sorry vampire from Twilight yeah. Twi- yeah. Twilight uh, bang quite uh, Twillet Bang, uh, Mia Goff, Andre Benjamin, aka Andre Three Thousand. Um, it was pretty good. It was very unique, very strange. A very, it sort of felt like space, but like, oh, instead of everything being all massively sci-fi, it was all like, uh, like, uh, sort of hippie and <laughs> and okay. things, yeah. suits were, suits were made out of like r- rattan and like weaved baskets and all that shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to put. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, it was good. It was it was non non linear and a bit strange and a bit unnerving and had like a jazz soundtrack and sounds very um, sort of uh, Terence McKenna sort yeah. of yeah. I mean, it, it was a bit Stan, it was a bit Stanley Kubrick, not just because of you know uh, 2001, but it did feel very Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Um, it sort of suffered for me. It had quite a quite a slow sort of second act that kind of didn't really go anywhere. Mm. And then when it picked up in the third act, I enjoyed it a lot more. So there was, I recommend that. Um, that was pretty cool. I also watched, I don't know if you've seen this actually. Um, maybe you've mentioned it before. I also watched Ghost Stories. Yeah, I watched it last yeah. year at some point, yeah. Yeah, so obviously like so, sort of anthology thing. Paranormal Investigator Dude um, is investigating sort of three different um, supernatural events. Um, after this, there's this guy who's dying who used to have a TV show where he used to sort of put all the used to prove all these supernatural things uh, wrong, didn't he? Yeah, right? yeah. So he's quite he's quite skeptical of everything. Um, but yeah, quite an interesting cast with like Martin Freeman, uh, Paul Whitehouse, um, Andy Nyman is the sort of titular that, that as kid the, as from the leader uh, man. Black Mirror as well. That kid from Black Mirror and uh, End of the World thing, whatever it is, who's just as odd in this as he is in Black Mirror. This <laughs> yeah. obviously is is mo. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good sort of like back to basics horror film that it's, like is solid had, it, had, had some genuine scares like some oh, yeah, genuine yeah. creepy creepy some of the atmosphere was great and even though it was a bit cliche in terms of some of the settings mm. like abandoned prison uh w- wood like woodland and uh <laughs> wood, woody woodland <laughs> house all a bit cliche man i want to see more horror films taking place yeah. in a tours or us or something come on yeah but uh, uh yeah. it's a stage show originally right and they're redoing the stage show Recently, oh, wow. the stage show. I think like one of the influences... scariest stage shows, sort of ever. ever, ever well, ever, I, could, ever. I could probably understand that because there was yeah. there was definitely a few moments where I was like, ah, and yeah. hey, I did that. So, uh, I did those, yeah, yeah, I'd recommend that. I mean, that could have been something we did an episode on. But the only thing you know, I didn't get too much on board with that is like the ending, the whole. Yeah, I know what you mean. The ending was the end, sort of the ending wasn't massively satisfying, but you know. I think the rest of the film was. And then the last thing I watched, I watched the Mads Mikkelsen comic book uh, adaptation, Polar. Uh, Polar Express. Polar, <laughs> no. The Polar Express with Mads Mikkelsen as the train driver. Hitman. <laughs> Hitman. Um, no, I, I didn't bother with it. I just so, I don't, I, so I don't know all that much about the uh, comics either, but it was a bit of a... Like, like Imagine a film where you're like, oh, there's loads of assassins trying to kill this guy. Who used to be an assassin, but now he's retired. It's like I you know exactly. exactly. <laughs> I always know exactly, know exactly what's like, getting. Yeah. It. Basically, Mads Mikkelsen's good, but yeah. everyone else is just 
kind of shit and dog egg and phoning it in yeah and there's like there's like a group of particular assassins like the the bad guys assassins. and they're all just so awful just yeah. just like i'm just sick of the sight of them i'm just like oh get them off yeah mads mickelson gets a nude get sort of like a sex sex fight scene you know like uh and shoot them up yeah yeah having sex and they're still shooting them up yeah pretty much like that not quite i always think it's i always think about that scene where he's like trying to see someone shoot, but it's out of focus. He can't see, so he eats a carrot, and it's suddenly comes yeah. into focus. I mean, that's he like with a yeah. carrot as well. But he like he eats a carrot, it bites into it, and then his, his vision comes into focus, and he shoots someone. I think he kills some of a carrot. That film is so silly, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, th- uh, this film is silly, but like not in a haha. I'm enjoying this. It's so yeah. silly, just in a head shaking for fuck's sake kind of way. Yeah. Um, Matt Lucas is the main villain. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. There, I think that's all I need to say about. <laughs> they made. They definitely made a choice. Yeah. I was like, is this a a feature length Little Britain sketch? Because it feels like it might be. But to, to be honest, I all the all the whole time I thought Mads Mikkelsen's better than this. I just kept thinking that Mad Mads Mikkelsen's better than this. Got to pay them bills though. Got council tax to pay. I suppose he has. He got a massive water bill, and he bloody out. Exactly, yeah, seven Trent water after him. Yep. Um, okay. Anything else? That's it, mate. That's a pretty good week. That's a pretty good week. You got some, got some good ones. In. Yeah, I got some ones out of the way that I, like I wanted to see for a while, so yeah. I feel pretty satisfied with myself. So the film we're talking about today, you watched a couple of weeks ago, maybe sort of as a random sort of uh... sort of a random one, but also as a like curiosity dessert as a dessert uh, okay. to Pet Cemetery. So after watching Pet Cemetery, mm. I was like, yeah, Stephen King's pretty good at writing this, you know, animal horror pet horror shit and i was like i don't think i've ever seen kuja like i know a lot about kuja but i don't think i've ever seen it so i thought why not give it a c give it a c yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> why not give it a c and i gave it a c yeah uh with my eyes that's okay. not my rate okay, okay i thought you've blown your load of it right at the start there no 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 Didn't do that splooge splooge uh have you seen it before no I haven't seen never, it before. Never seen it I don't think I don't think I've read the book either, but I am currently in the process of listening to the audio audio book. Not audio, audio right book. now. Did I'm you not... <laughs> I wonder why you're wearing headphones? Did you um <laughs> Did you know the story though? You know yeah, yeah, I knew okay. like I knew pretty much the premise. And I think I knew the premise of it because of friends. Because there's a particular story, oh, yeah. a particular episode where I think yeah. Joey gets Rachel to read the shining and she gets him to read the read read a different book and then there's something about Kuja I can't remember Wherever I think get... Kuja is the dude, there is a whole thing about Kuja I don't think it's the same episode oh, different episode maybe yeah, yeah. Okay. well that's good yeah. that they've sort of involved Stephen King, Stephen King yeah. in more than one Friends episode but yeah, yeah someone watches Kujo and it's like what is wrong with that dog and uh, yeah. it, it's always in my head whenever I watch like um, what's the other St. Bernard film Beethoven yeah. whenever I watch that I think Kujo bloody Kujo he's coming for you He's going to go full Cujo. Yeah. So, yeah, I think but I know everything now. about Cujo from like pop culture yeah. and everything like that, but I don't think I ever sat down and actually watched the film. Yeah. Did you what know? About you? Uh, well, yeah, I suppose at some point years ago, I, I barely remembered it. I mean, I know the story because it's a fairly simple story. Um, yeah. But this Stephen King does this kind of thing very well. So Stephen King's survivor stories, Gerald's mm. Game misery someone ends up in a situation and they're locked away and they're trying to get out yeah and then there's a few there's quite a few kingisms in this film this story there's like the 
um, you know, there's sort of the working class abusive husband. Yeah. There's the savior authority figure who turns up just to just end his fuck all. That guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that and it does the um... gets murked. I mean, you couldn't do anything. If I turned up like, oh, yeah. alright, how's it going? You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. There's um, the sort of prophetic dream thing. The husband has a sort of prophetic thing. That's why he sort of comes back. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it hits all the right notes. I mean, it's there's something genuinely sad, genuinely horrific about the dog in this. Like, not because it's an evil thing. But you also, he looks so, you know, it's in pain itself. It's in like a weird oh. turmoil. And there's a scene, there's a really good scene in this film, um, about further the way through, uh, which I'll talk about. But it, it's like genuinely emotional, genuinely makes you think, that poor dog, that poor bloody dog. Yeah. This <laughs> yeah. film also makes me like hate cars even more than I already do. Uh, I know, I'm yeah, always I know thinking, car troubles. Yeah. You know car troubles. <laughs> I'm always thinking, ah, oh, this fucking car is always, always mugging me off in it and in this film i'm like the car is the true the car villain is the true villain this yeah. film yeah. i'm just like give him a chance isn't it give him a chance jesus i mean it provides like a, a decent place for him to hide i guess yeah but at the same time get him out of there jesus do you know where this story came from the, the original story idea um it was it was something to do with something he'd witnessed in his real life right yeah so he went to get his car done in this sort of garage and um because he doesn't like dogs, I don't think Stephen King. Um, yeah. and Saint Bernard came rushing after him, like barking, it looked like he was going to attack him. And then the mechanic just hit the dog over the head with a uh, like a wrench or a spanner or something. Jesus! Then, yeah, just what? I thought you were going to say like a rolled up newspaper. No, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yeah. he got a bloody baseball bat yeah. and he twatted him right on the on the crust. And That's I think uh, Stephen King was like, "Well, if that guy wasn't there, or you know, I could have been mauled." Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you did you hear the one where they um at the end of this they the doc, the vet said I've got to put the dog down, and they said no oh, why he's really fucking heavy. He's the same bird. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to put the <laughs> I've got to put the dog down. I mean he is heavy. How, how heavy is that dog? That dog is like fourteen. Yeah, he's got to be around that. Yeah, he's a beast, uh, a literal beast. And yeah, something something about Saint Bernard where you're like yeah it could kill you, but it probably won't. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think, oh, oh look at it, big soppy. Could they got like big, slobbery. like dour eyes as well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they look like yeah. big cartoon it's... characters. Did you also like at some point rabies was a real like it was in the public consciousness as being something to be scared of? Rabies was that, was that our time. Don't was... get bitten by a dog; you'll have rabies. Well, I think maybe like it 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 bled over into my time mainly mm. because of like horror stories and quicksand. Yeah. You know what I mean? From I was what, worried from about what... quicksand. Yeah. I'm watching too many cartoons, I think that was. And you're like, how's that sign in it then? How's that sign in the quicksand saying oh. quicksand? <laughs> Why ain't that sign? Yeah. But true. yeah, I used, to be, I, used to be, I used to think, oh, if I get, because I, I got bitten quite badly by a dog when I was, when I was young. Um, yeah. On a paper round, yeah, a Rottweiler. That had always been all right with me. And one day it just bit me. And it was like, I had like puncture wounds, like on both sides of my arm. And uh, I, I had to Are go and get Are you scared off. of dogs now? No. Is there any part of you that's like... Just don't know. Mm, no, I think I'm all right. But there's always that when a dog runs up to you, there's always that sort of instant, like, oh shit! Like especially if there's no owners near it. Mm. Will it just jump and maul me? Maybe. Mm. I don't know. That's I'm all good. I think I think I'm yeah. pretty good with dogs though. But yeah, I got um a 
ace all the all the relevant injections but i remember at the time thinking i'm gonna get rabies the injections aren't gonna work and i'm yeah. gonna get rabies and you know what the owner gave me as by way of apology for getting bitten by his rottweiler a kiss <laughs> a kiss on, on the, the boo boo a box of <laughs> celebrations what are we celebrating here celebrations what? i thought they what? were like naughties chocolate not as in like for naughty people but like um <laughs> you know they came in around 2000s yeah. well i was another quality was... street or roses i feel like that was the only two well, they i was had probably ar- i was probably around i was doing my paper round, so it was probably around oh, okay, 14, okay. 15. yeah that so, makes yeah, sense yeah, that yeah. was probably his naughties yeah i just pictured you as a six-year-old or something doing the paper round trying to pick apart my story are you trying to make <laughs> it? i was just telling a lie well Actually, tell us where you were when you <laughs> yeah yeah i think they were heroes actually weren't they not not, uh, not celebrate. <laughs> I remember getting the celebrations oh, and thinking, yeah, "Oh well." And I remember my mum at the time going, "What's that to fucking celebrate?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is your mum the witch, the head witch from Witches? <laughs> I think she was. I think she was temporarily. She channeled uh, the witch briefly. Yeah. Have you Maybe. seen Witches? Yeah. I showed it to Cat recently. She never watched it as a kid. Oh, I always well. feel like I always remember because the kid's called Luke. Luke, Luke, oh, right. and he just Luke. Yeah, isn't isn't his like grandmother like a little bit German or something as well? Yeah, yeah, and it's like little Luke. girl who uh, ends up trapped oh, in yeah. the picture in the painting. Ah, there's loads of horrible, horrible like imagery in that. Yeah, the, like, I'm still scared about the people when they're peeling their faces off and yeah, and he's running away from them. Horrific, and, he, and, he, and then when they're turning into the transformation scene, that's quite horrific because like, yeah. the teeth start like to sprout out. And shit. And, yeah, or the steam. Yeah, yeah. That's Nicholas Rogue, Nicholas Rogue, who directed that. You know the guy who did Don't Look Now. Oh, oh, is it interesting? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Cujo, uh, Cujo, Cujo cast, the cool kids. What kind of a name is Cujo as well for a dog? Is it so, common? <laughs> no, it's not common. It's a completely made-up name. People thought it was some sort of Indian tribal thing, and then Stephen King said, "No, it's just a name I made up." Kuja. It works, eh? Lumo. Dano. It's just any could have said it, any of those things. And it would have yeah. worked. It, it make, it, it's kind of a good. It sounds like friendly, doesn't it? Kujo. Yeah. Kujo. Also aggressive. Like you wouldn't want to mess yeah. with a dog called Kujo. It sounds like a big dog. But yeah, is like, that just because Cujo. we Cujo. associate that name with a killer St. Bernard? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Because Beethoven, you're like, yeah, lovely, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who would win in a fight to the death, Cujo or that's a, stupid, that's a stupid question, actually. That is a stupid question. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but one's you know, rabid. He's got the power of love, and he could play piano right good. Yeah. So. So, oh yeah, shall I give you some? <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Forgot about that yeah, bit. Forgot about it. So, Cujo is a 1983 American horror film directed by Lewis Teague, based on Stephen King's 1981 novel of the same name. Starring Dee Wallace, Daniel Hugh Kelly, and Danny Pintoro. Pintaro. Pintaro was a uh, bad guy from Mortal Kombat, I think. Right? Pintaro, Pintaro. Yeah. There's something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot where I am now. Sorry. The film revolves around a rabid St. Bernard who traps a mother and her child inside a car without food or water during a heat wave and their attempts to survive. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it's during a heat wave as well, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, you watched it when it was quite a hot day, right? Or it had uh, been. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Did you feel like. I didn't have any ice pops or jubblies or anything on, about. Any unbombs? No. So I knew exactly what they were going through. And there's a yeah. dog running around the living room. Yeah. A rabbit dog? <laughs> there were rabbits outside. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. So dog. yeah, it's basically like it's a pretty basic story. We've got like the major players. So we got uh, D. Wallace is Donna Trenton. So basically, it centers around a family, like a family who are having some trouble in terms of um, adultery, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's working away all the time. So Donna Trenton is the mum, D. Wallace. Uh, Tad, sorry, no, other way around. D. Wallace is the mum, Donna <laughs> Trenton. Danny Pantoro is Tad Trenton, like a little tiny child who's how old, like four or something? Very young. Very child, young. Very, yeah. very young. Daniel Hugh Kelly is Vic Trenton, the, the, the father. Um, Christopher Stone is Steve Kemp, who's having an affair with Donna Trenton. And he's like a mustachioed um, love god. Well, he thinks he is, doesn't he? Yeah, he thinks he is. He thinks he's a mustachioed love job, love job, love, job. <laughs> love, love God. And then there's a family, the Kate, the Camber family. So like a, a mum, a dad, a little kid called Brett Camber who owns the dog, which is weird because I think in my head, I always thought the dog belonged to the main characters. Yeah. So I, I said that to Kat and Kat was like, I thought the same thing as well. So there's something yeah. in our heads that mis- merges the two together. Yeah. I think. And uh, the dog that played Cujo, Oh, I'm, I, this might be ruin. I might be ruining the the potential trivia bit, but his name's Mo. Interesting. You haven't ruined it. You've made it more interesting. The plot thickens. Okay. Speaking Thick of plot, plot um, okay. So we open with a lovely. This film is very flowery at the start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all like wishy washy. The camera movements are very uh, slow and dream. It's like a watercolor and... painting yeah. come to life. Yeah. It is, and but it's a uh, Saint Bernard chasing a, a wild rabbit. Uh, at that point, I don't know how you would have filmed that without actually just getting a rabbit and getting a Saint Bernard to chase it around. Yeah, so it would just chase it and maul it to death. And you go, no, 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 just got you got to chase you... it, but not quite catch it. <laughs> yeah, can we do it again? <laughs> do the scene again? I've already killed seventeen rabbits. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I also I didn't remember this scene happening right at the very start. So he chases, shoves his head in a hole. Barks one off, barks a few off, and then uh, yeah, all the bats I mean, start flying around. Yeah, in the book, this is this is sort of quite a good scene because it kind of just it, the description of it is just very good. It makes does you feel, he, makes you feel like you've got your head in a hole. Okay, does, does, he, does he sort of characterize the dog in like? A, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like in, it's yeah, like he's chasing yeah. he's chasing the rabbit, but like it's only for sport. He doesn't really want to kill the rabbit. He just wants to like, you know, just put the willies up it. Yeah, and when he chases it into the into the he gets a bit stuck in the thing. And then we also get like a bit from the point of view of the bats as well, where they like, they, they hear the sound and then they use their sonar to try and get out. But then they're like, Oh my God, the exit is gone. Cause it's blocked by this a giant, giant face by a yeah. giant face of a dog. And then obviously turns out one of the bats or maybe all the bats, but only one bites him. Only Got the old bites. rabies. That's... Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. I, I don't know how they felt because the dog in the film was trying to get his head out, so he must have been holding his head. Yeah, help yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So that's a precursor to to the pain. We see some. We see Cujo get bitten by a bat, and um, there we go. Maybe it'll be all right. You know, maybe the film the, will carry on. The music makes us think that he won't be because it's kind oh, of like um. Steady music. Yeah, uh, and then we meet the Trenton family. Uh, we have a whole pretty bog standard scene with the dad. Coming, the, the son waking up and there's, there's a monster in his closet. The dad comes in yep. and gets rid of the monster that's not actually in his closet. Um, yep. The dad is a, an advertising executive. He sells cereals. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he sells some sell some cereal to people, you know, all the good ones. Frosties or something. Um, yeah. There's all these adverts going on all the time. He's looking at him. He's like, I did that campaign. That's that's one of our clients. And then something else comes up and he goes, I didn't do that one. Shit. <laughs> yeah, amateurs. Amateurs. Um, yeah. Own brand. Shreddies. <laughs> get out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, and then we get, he's, he's on the way to work again. His car. We've all been here. The car decides to not work. I don't know what this obviously the alternator is that what is that in a car that's not a normal that's not a modern day car thing is it an alternator no uh, i don't think so you're asking the wrong guy luke condor but i would say no it's not it's not alternating correctly <laughs> is that what you're saying yeah i don't even know what that would mean yeah. uh okay so then on the other side of things we've got um Oh well, I guess we get more family stuff. So there's, there's like we introduced the friend, the family friend, the food they went to school together, Steve and and the dad. Uh, yeah, they play tennis together. They have he's a laugh. Good, he's good. At, he's good at tennis, don't he, Steve? Bastard. He's good at everything. Not good. only is he noshing off his wife, he's also yeah. beating him at tennis, which I feel like is the ultimate yeah. betrayal of trust. But he doesn't even eat Kellogg's Frosties. But he eats unbranded wheat cereal biscuits. Yeah, but he does with no milk. He just goes. What an animal! That's not that's not a mustache on his face. That's Weetabix yeah. dust. Dried Weetabix <laughs> dust stuck to. If he just went, <laughs> you'd have a completely, you have a completely <laughs> clean shaven lip. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, so Cujo is getting a bit sticky, a bit smelly. I think. Yeah, so Cujo looks like a little bit like he's just had a bit of treacle poured on him. Yeah. In a, in a similar way, I guess, to the pets in Pet Cemetery, well, the cat in Pet Cemetery, Chirich, who in the latest film looked like he just had Marmite smeared on him. I think we got... We got a bit of Marmite got action to. here. Yeah. Got a bit of Marmite. He's got a bit... Like, Cujo's got a bit of jam and maybe maybe maple syrup or something along those lines smeared on him. Probably he just looks a bit wet. Eyes. Yeah. Bit, bit of gunk in his eyes. And uh, so, basically, the head of the Camber family... This is like a mechanic dude called Joe, and he's like a—is he—he's abusive, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's abusive. He's a bit of a bastard. I don't think any sort of physical abuse, but it's—I think it's implied. It's implied. There's a bit of physical abuse yeah. for him, and Cujo's going to teach him a lesson. So, uh, yeah, then we then we sort of realise that Cujo is their family family pet, um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. The um, we, we get having a. Uh... The wife in that family uh, is going to take the son away for a few days. Yeah, for uh, a nice little getaway. There's a scene. There's a scene I, meant, I mentioned earlier. Was this scene where it's super foggy? It's like really early in the morning, and the kids looking looking for Cujo uh, mm. of the Camber family, and he's sort of walking around, and Cujo comes stepping out of the mist, and you can see this like inner turmoil in Cujo's face, like he knows he's like a sort of stay away <coughs> from me, like he chooses to not attack the kid or not do anything just sort of go away uh, yeah it's like the last remnants of those good dog vibes there the last good dog vibes there the before he goes i'm gonna mug you yeah yeah um so at some point as well so vic finds out that donna's having an affair can you remind me how that happens I... he's driving he picks up his car uh i remember this bit yeah yeah he's driving and he, uh, sees, he just sees him on the street having a fight because she's breaking up with him yeah yeah and steve don't want none of that Steve yeah, Steve's on. like, you don't break up with me. I'm Steve Kemp. I've I... got a moustache made out of Weetabix crumbs. I break up with you. And he snaps Weetabix crumbs like that. Like that. 
<laughs> I break up with you. Yeah, that's right. I break it up with you. Well, all right then. If that's the way you want to do it, fine. No, <laughs> it shouldn't be easy as that. Yeah, you gotta be upset. Oh, I am upset. I am upset. Yeah. yeah. So Vic like kind of drives by, sees it happen, and then he turns around and drives back. Yeah. And then and then they're gone. But then Steve like turns up at the house at some point as well, doesn't he? And they're having a bit of having yeah, a bit yeah. of a bit of a bar, bit of a Barney. And but I think Steve doesn't want to let go of her. Yeah, she spills the milk. Yeah. So he's not like <laughs> I wouldn't say he was rapey, Steve. Just pushy. And he's pushy. Clingy. Yeah. Which is that the same as rapey? No, I don't think he's gonna. No, I don't think he's implied he's gonna do that. But he's, he won't take no for an answer. I'm Steve Kemp. Yeah. I'm good at I'm good at tennis, yeah. right? And I'm good at the lovemaking. And as and as a sign of disrespect, she gets the milk and she like pours it on the ground. But there's no milk for your Weetabix here. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he goes, yeah. "Don't waste that milk." <laughs> and she ends up on her ass. I think he's like grabbing her and she's trying to pull off, pull him off, pull off him. But she lands on her ass. Trying to pull him off. Yeah. Yeah, the back kind of yeah, below. And then Vic like, like walks in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a weird thing to walk in on. It's like, okay, so so yeah. apparently he's he's her ex boyfriend from high school, but now they're like friends. Yeah. Family friends. But still that'd be weird if you walked in on that, no matter who was doing it, you'd be like, Why's my wife on the floor and milk's everywhere? And why is your top lip covered in weird bags? And they're like, We're having a tickle fight. Wanna join me? And they all start tickling him. <laughs> yeah, so it's all it's well open. Yeah. Uh so while that's crazy this is happening uh kujo uh there's like a drunk family friend of the, of the canvas who earlier in the film said kujo is a big pussy or something along the lines of that big dog pussy uh so hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Kujo, now he's sort of uh, pretty much full rabid. He goes, um, that's my secret, Captain. I'm always rabid. I'm always goes, rabid. Uh, so he's, like, he's a bit of an alcoholic, this guy, right? He's just... Yeah. So Kujo goes full rabid, full inf- the infection drives him mad, and he just murks this dude, just rips him, rips him up. It's kind right? of weird seeing... Like, it's kind of h- hard to watch those scenes with the dog... Mauling someone's throat away like that, and if you do, you know, so the only time 
the dog ever wags its tail is after he's mauled this guy's neck out, like oh. eating his throat. Like, he's like, that was fun. Yeah. Who's a good boy? Who's a dog? <laughs> who's a dog? Who's a dog? I'm yeah. a dog. Who's a good? Who's a rabid boy? I'm a rabid boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Scooby Doo. Um, Ruby, Ruby. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, like a a mix between Cujo and Scooby Doo, where Scooby Doo like, goes yeah. rabid and. They could do that. Maybe he gets yeah, like put. Maybe he gets like yeah, bitten by something, an undead beast, um, poisoned. Okay. Maybe yeah. a witch doctor gets involved. Yeah, let's see this. Let's see this. Let's, let's see, make it happen. Let's see a gritty horror Scooby Doo reboot. Yeah. But it starts with Shaggy getting his head ripped off by Scooby Doo. Raggy. Yeah. Raggy got any Scooby snacks? It is drugs, isn't it? Scooby snacks. It's when he's run out of Scooby Snacks that um, Scooby goes insane and rips Shaggy's. Yeah, it's cold balls turkey. <laughs> rips Shaggy's lovely green T-shirt off. Yeah, nice. So, uh, what, uh, what happens next? So he kills a, the neighbor in a gruesome way, um, and then he. Oh, then the husband arrives, Joe Camber, right? And he's like, <laughs> "Well, what's going on? Where's a drunk mate? Probably drunk. No, he's not. Yep. He's dead." And then, what's the name? Doesn't waste any time dispatching nope. the dad. Like he, he just never goes, told me walkies. He never told me walkies. I've had enough of you. You're dead. Yeah. Kills him. Yeah. And then, obviously, this is all set up for. So Vic is going out of town on a business trip. He's like, I'm going up, going off for a while. Um, and Donna and Tad are sort of left alone. But she's going to take the car to yeah. get repaired at the Cambers, obviously where Joe the mechanic lived and has now died. So they're, I'm assuming they're gonna f- they're gonna get the car fixed and then drive somewhere, right? Yeah, and, they... and then drive home. I think I think they're just picking up the car. All oh, right, okay. Maybe. maybe so yeah, but basically this alternator thing you're talking about is mugging them right off. Car will barely start at one point. It's like it's, it's like it's barely gonna get there, but they finally get there. They think, thank God we've made it. But Cujo's there and he's co- covered in blood. But this car's got like. Uh, Dolph's delish in his eyes. <laughs> he's yeah. like, well, Dolph's delish, yeah. And he's just slobbering everywhere. Um, Caramels in his ears. Cram- yeah, it just looks everywhere. like a, not, yeah. just a, dirt, a real dirty but a really dirty boy, really. Yeah. He, yeah. he needs a bath time. Yeah. He needs a bath time, dirty boy. Yeah. Uh, so they take, uh, he's like, I don't know how he would have filmed this, but he's like attacking the car. He's like digging at the windows. He's pulling the door handles off of his teeth. Yeah. Nuts in I mean, the he's, car. Really, he's really trying to get he's really trying to get in there i mean he's literally like, trying to kill the people <laughs> kill the actors. he's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you he's like at yeah. uh, well, some point he's running and headbutting the door yeah so we get this is quite a good sort of like the re- the rest of the film pretty much takes place in one location so obviously we feel i think we're made to feel like super super hot as well they're not in any shade they're like right out in the middle of this of like the front yard no ice pops no, no ice pops no squoiling squash um no Tad, is, Tad as well. I know he's four years old, but he's screaming. He's screaming crazily. Yeah, yeah because obviously yeah. he's a bit scared anyway. Because he's been having nightmares where he thinks there's a monster in the closet, and now he's never going to be the same. Now that a giant Saint Bernard is you, attacking you, him. You were all right because you got a bit on the arm, but you you grew up and you realize that's just what that one incident. This kid is changed for life. He's never going to be yeah. able to step inside a car again. He's going to see a dog like on TV and go. Ah! Yeah. Always yeah. gonna become the dog. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes people become the thing they're scared of. 
He was yeah. going to become like Batman. Dog yeah. man. Dog man. He's going to get a St. Bernard costume. Dog the Bounty Hunter. That's where he heavy. comes from. And <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter. He's the kid from He's Cujo. the kid from Cujo. <laughs> he is about 60 years old though. Maybe yeah, he just aged yeah. really quickly. Because you know, well, he was in the sun for that long. He aged like a... leathery skin. He has got quite leathery skin as well. <laughs> exactly, now you say yeah. it. He's even Dr. Bounty or Hulk Hogan. He's one of them. I think they're the same person. They, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Secret identity. So, also, so Donna can't <laughs> drive the car. Um, the woman drives in it. At one point, there's a woman driver. Can't drive the bloody car. Can't start a car. Give it here. Give me the keys. Uh, Cujo hates the phone going off as well, doesn't he? Well, Rabbit uh, can't point out that. Dogs of rabies don't like noises. Any loud okay. noises or any bright lights, but he doesn't seem to be too bad about that. No. Or kids having wee-wees outside of car windows. No. He's like, I'm going to bite that bollock off. Bite that bollock off. Every time the phone goes off, so every time the phone goes off, Cujo goes mental and runs yeah. up, up to the house and goes, rah, fucking out. And already we get, I guess we can yeah. start think, well, that's, that's a way for Donna to somehow escape. Even though I feel like, I don't know what she would do when she escapes. Go and get help. But, a couple times, don't she? I think she gets out of the car and then it's like, what do I do? And then there's, yeah. and she turns around and Kuja's suddenly like waiting behind her, like a Jason Voorhees yeah. sort of movement. Yeah. There is something quite serial killer-esque about Kuja yeah. in the fact that he never stops, never gives up, and he's, he's just always there. Yeah, he's a T3000. T he is. Hairy one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically the hot sun is making the car sort of pretty much unbearable. Um, tad sort of I like, like it. Pat, it's kind of poetic justice it. for all the dogs that have been left in cars to die of heat. Stroke. Yeah, Kujo knew what he was doing. For every dog, for every dog that get left in a car heat stroke, you want a child to die. Is that what you're saying? I don't. Kujo does. This is him getting <laughs> revenge back for I all don't, the dogs. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> Kujo, yeah. this is Kujo's um, modus operandi. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shows people in cars and lets them die of heat stroke. But uh, okay, so. She gets that at one point, but she gets the dog gets in the car, mauls her leg off, not off, <laughs> mauls into her leg. Um, oh, she's gonna be rabid, right? Yeah, yeah. She gets she gets bitten. The dog's like murking her. The kid's screaming. Um, she manages to like close the window on its neck, pretty much, right? Yeah, happen? yeah, that does happen. He nuts himself unconscious, I think, at one point as well in the car door. Um, yeah, but the car's stuck, so they can't really do anything. At the same time. Uh, what's his name? Is it Steve? I forgot his name. The dad. Vic. He, Vic, Vic. 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 Victor. He is. Uh, he's. He's gone away to work on his cereals commercial campaign. Uh, because he's his cereal. He's lost a big client. Um, it's big stuff, and he he, he can't f- focus because he keeps having these sort of images in his in his head of something bad happening to, um, wife and kid. So he goes fuck this for, uh, it's just cereals, isn't it? And then he drives home. It's just cereal, isn't it? He keeps having a vision in his head where he just sees a hot dog and he's like, what does this mean? Hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah. Hot dog. The room my next wife, door to them are doing hot dog commercials. My wife and son are going to be killed by a hot yeah. dog. What was that? <laughs> the room next door are doing the hot dog commercials. They were shooting yeah. at something. Hot, hot dog. Okay. Yeah. Something, something ain't right about that. Hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, so basically they get stuck in the car for like, a couple of days, right? Like pretty much the yeah, whole day, all yeah. night, and then all the next day. Yeah. Any more days? A long time. Yeah. I mean, bored. Yeah. I think they do things like this on YouTube now, which like Place. kids kids on YouTube, they go, 24-hour challenge. We're going to stay in the car for 24 hours. Really? Li- little did they know that it already happened. On Cujo. And, you yeah. know, with Cujo. 
And yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. I wonder whether it's past the time because uh, I mean, I know the kid was sort of dying, but you know, they could. Uh, I spy. He did. Some, he, he, did <laughs> he did some dying to pass the time. <laughs> what are you doing there? Are you bored? No, I'm just. I'm just working on dying. <laughs> right. The mum was like, "I spy my life something beginning with D," and then Help. <laughs> he was like, "Dying." <laughs> <laughs> dying and she goes yep that's one point to you yeah yeah <laughs> dying again that's right <laughs> all they could do was d and he said dying and, and then he did it d and she dog. went dog <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dog again Cujo, eventually they do it and she's like she's like d and he goes d and, then, uh, and he goes dad <laughs> dad right yet but uh dad. okay so Steam. the dad shoots home and he, his wife's missing he's like i don't know where she is he thinks it's Steve, his friend who. Yeah, so has the house been like vandalized as well? Steve has vandalized the house. And he's yeah, someone's like, spray painted a big knob. A big knob <laughs> yeah. and a tennis ball. Who could yeah. it be? Who could it be? Yeah. And a Weetabix. Broken the house by throwing tennis balls at everything with like <laughs> insanely good precision. They got, they got one of those tennis ball machines <laughs> at the front door. Just fired it at the door. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> That's got to be like some sort of jackass stunt where they just open the oh, door yeah. and let the tennis sure ball machine go at it. <laughs> let the tennis ball fire at their asshole. Uh, so yeah, so he basically says like, Kemp, Kemp's a nut job. He's been noshing off my wife behind my back. Um, he's probably ki- kidnapped him. Um, or, yeah, I like it. He thinks kidnapped rather than they've run away with him. He's a very egotistical man. You know what I mean? Very yeah. egotistical man. Um, but he's wrong on both counts. Yeah. I can't remember how but, uh, the sergeant goes to the garage. Um, yeah, but I understand. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's walking into. Oh yeah, but, I mean to be to be fair, about hundred things would be on your mind. <laughs> other than that, happening. worrying about what he's going to have for dinner that night, or shall like... I have Fender's crispy pancakes? <laughs> or shall I, or shall I have a? Uh... What else is there? <laughs> what other disgusting, horrible frozen food is there? Ginster's pasty. Oh, I've got both of them in the freezer. Yeah. I like Ginster's. Oh, you know, puddings. Manchester. Have you had puddings? Like the meat, meat oh, puddings. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like a suet pudding. Yeah, you like boil them. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. He's thinking about having one of them. Is that it? Yeah, he's thinking about And his one wife one. can't wait for him to come out. He's only one day away from retirement, I bet. Yeah, probably. Like, it's my last day. I'll just go and have a look to see if this kidnapped woman is up yeah. here Cujo. pins and needles in his in his <clears> legs and he's like oh this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me yeah <laughs> oh, bloody hell what a terrible time. but Cujo just fucks him up Cujo just they have a bit of a standoff Cujo like attacks him Cujo chases him like like a Tom and Jerry cartoon style dog chasing a guy up into the rafters of the barn yeah. <laughs> he's like chasing up like he chases him up into a barn he's like hanging like a... <laughs> leave me alone yeah but then and he does him down it... and he kills him yeah, he kills him. He just, he just kills him. Yeah, and obviously Donna at this point is like, "Oh, for God's sake!" But she thinks there's a momentary distraction, so she yeah. climbs out, goes for a baseball bat. Where's the Where's the sun at this point? By the way, Cujo's. The oh, the kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did I miss Did I miss that? Where's the sun and the mum? The car, I think. Oh, well, they're in the car. They, I think she's trying to get out. I think she just get out, and she picks up a gun, maybe. No, I mean like the family, as in Cujo's family. Oh, they let uh, they went away. Yeah, and I think it's because of the abusive <laughs> husband. Oh, okay, I got it. So really, 
in a way, the abusive husband saved their lives. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Real, yeah. That, that's not hero. me saying. That's not me saying I agree with any of that. But it's it, just me saying. You know, it can help. Know, it can help. You know, shape people. Yeah. Uh, I'm joking. Uh, so yeah, she basically gets a baseball bat and smashes Cujo like, and he he gets knocked down over and over again with it. Mm. Um, but she does smash it till it breaks, and I think you know that's some that's some impressive strength from her going on there. Yeah. And uh, then then we get Cujo's final moment, which I feel like, oh come on, is this this the way this is the way you went? Is it? Yeah. I wonder how this happens in the book. I'd be interested to read it at some point. Yeah. Um, he gets it's a pretty classic move. He jumps on her, she falls back, <clears> and then <throat> straight for the stomach, pale, impaled by the broken bat. Yeah, and th- but then she goes and gets the gun. Isn't that interesting? More poetic justice. It was the bat that killed him in the end, and it was the bat that it, bit him at the start. Yeah, oh yeah, that's got Stephen King wouldn't have done that by accident. He knows. He, he knows. knows. He bloody knows. Yeah, he knows. What he's so doing. Donna take Donna takes a sheriff's gun, gets Tad, who's like proper dehydrated and overheated. I think. Maybe. I mean, spoilers mm. for the Cujo book, but I think Tad possibly dies in the book as well. I didn't want to say anything because you're reading it, but I do know that Tad dies at the end of the book. Yeah. I, I think I just... I can't remember Whereas how I knew that. In this one, uh, they find some cornflakes in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And they feed the kid the cornflakes and he goes... Mah! Like magic. He goes... Uh, and then and we then pull back and, and, the, the, and the, dad's got, the dad's got the camera and he goes, let's do another take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes... Take. Let's start from the start, and the start is the dog getting bit by the bat again. <laughs> yeah, yeah come much, on. Yeah. Uh, we got a ninety-minute cereal advert here. It's like I don't understand how this relates to cereal. Yeah, yeah and then she just pours a gallon of milk down his neck to, to save his life. Um, so yeah, but Donna is reviving Tad in the house, but then Cujo comes back in a classic. This is a classic uh, mm. horror movie villain final hurrah. Know, you think he's dead? He's yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's back. <laughs> So he smashes through the kitchen window, goes for him, but luckily Donna's quick on the draw because uh, she's done the. This ain't her first rodeo, I don't yeah. reckon. I reckon she shot a dog before. Um, she <laughs> pops a cap in Cujo's ass, or yeah. potentially head, and kills him. kills him. And what's yeah. great about this is that as soon as Cujo's dead, Victor's up. I like to think that he's just like, hey guys. Like, oh, it's yeah. Just be dangerous. Dangerous. I'll hang dog. back a little bit. Rabid <laughs> dog. Oh, nah, God. Not for me. My. my She's all right. Tad looks all right, and they're only sleeping. <laughs> got his top off. He looks fine. Yeah. Oh, it looks a bit looks a bit dry, but. And then Cujo gets up for the sequel. Tujo. Dude, like... Tujo. <laughs> Tujo. He's rabid. I like again. to think like it, the, there's a post credit scene where there's like some Saint Bernard puppies, just sort of uh, under the house somewhere, and they're oh, all crawling out, crawling out the cave. Yeah. They've all, all got bats stuck to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stitching them all together in a big... Tujo, the new breed. Tujo. 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 Pujo. Okay. Tujo, uh, this time, there's a litter. The litter. He was the runt of the litter. <laughs> uh, trivia. Are you ready? Yeah, that's, that's good. Yep. See, this has confused me now because you said something earlier that kind of threw this off. But the question is... How many St. Bernards were used to play Cujo? How many St. Bernards? Well, Bernards? I was going to say one, considering it says it was Mo, but... Well, you said that. That's what confused me, because in the trivia I found, it said five. It said oh. five St. Bernards were used, one mechanical head, and one guy in a dog costume. 
Yeah, I've seen the, I've seen pictures of the guy in the dog costume and a mechanical head. Like, not there wasn't one point during this film where I thought that's a man in a dog costume or that's no, a mechanical but head. There's a couple of times when I was like, that's not a Saint Bernard anymore. Like, there's not just Saint Bernard. There's one bit where I'm sure it's uh, Jack but... Russell. <laughs> like a fucking Chihuahua. What's going on here? <laughs> Imagine a Chihuahua rabies. What would you do? Chihuahuas are mean little things. You see, they're like running around. <laughs> They, they do a thing it. where they just sort of fly towards your head out of nowhere, like that. And you'd, you'd be doing that sort of acting. It'd just be a plastic dog, and you'd be like <laughs> dancing with the plastic. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just thought something. That Go I got, I've got so, I've got someone else to say about. I've got something I need to say. I got something I need to say. All right, mate. Do you remember a film called The Breed? It was like a horror film about dogs. Maybe about some evil dogs. Maybe, and it was. Um, it was directed by someone. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was directed by someone or Summit. Um, I thought maybe Wes Craven was involved, but maybe I've just yeah, Michelle Rodriguez is in it. Yeah, that sounds more recent than I would be thinking of. Two thousand six. That sounds very recent. Got five point one out of ten. So uh, yeah, I was just thinking That's of pretty good dog. It's got five point one out of ten, so it's really it's just loads of different dogs that are like mental. Like, I don't think they're rabid. I think maybe they're like genetically engineered to fuck people up. I think there's like an Austin, yeah, a Rottweiler. It's, pr- I mean, if you're scared of dogs, it won't be pleasant to watch. Yeah, yeah. Any other evil dogs in cinema? Uh, no. But have you ever seen a dog when it's got the zoomies? I just feel like when they're sort of running around, they're too excited. That's yeah. quite scary to see. Yeah, yeah. Cujo yeah. free the zoomies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number, number two. You ready? Yep. What did the dogs have tied between their legs? What did they have tied between their what? What as in those dogs to like make them rabid or something or make them <laughs> in their, their, of... the actors, the actor dogs behind yeah, the scenes. What did they have tied between their legs? Uh a bit of steak. Uh, well, they tied their tails down between the legs because they kept wagging their tails. Uh, so, like, yeah. it just kind of ruined the aggressive thing if they're <laughs> wagging their tails like... Uh, Hello? Playtime. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know why they've had a bit of steak tied between their legs. Maybe just to keep them, keep them focused. <laughs> they should be trying to lick their... Yeah, they would. Yes. Okay. It was, it was a bad answer. It's okay. <laughs> we'll give you it anyway. Give you a benefit of a doubt. Thank you. Number three. Stephen King remembers writing every single word of this novel. True, false, or something in between. Um, I don't know why you're giving me the third option, so let's just say something in between. Nope. He doesn't oh. remember writing a word of it. He was off his off his nut off his nut. Off his nod. <laughs> he was off what? his nod on drugs. Cocaine. And cocaine. Drugs and cocaine. Drugs and cocaine and drugs. Yeah, and a bit of booze probably. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good for a cocaine fuel. But then again, I mean, I've never written anything after, after a bloody night of cocaine. You try it. It's, uh, you get some good, More good stuff out of it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay, number four. What have I written here? Why or why did D do a owie, eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> why oh why did D do a owie A? Yeah. Why did she her Why oh why did D do a owie, eh? Why oh why did D hurt herself at some point? When did she hurt herself? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> yeah? Why did she hurt herself? <laughs> yeah. Uh did she hurt herself? Well like on purpose to try and get the dog riled up? So the actress hurt herself. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But why? Why or why did the um, do her? Why? Why? <laughs> did she smash herself in the head with a baseball bat by accident? No, but we've all been there. Uh, so there's a bit where she's like shoving her fingers down Tad's throat, and she goes, "Ow!" Because he bites her. Oh. And apparently, he actually bit her for some reason. <laughs> oh, he was rabid. He was as rabid. Well. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it all started. Yeah. Uh, okay, number five. The foam around Cujo's mouth was made of what? Interesting. Um, it's made of two things. I can give you one ingredient if you want a clue. Toothpaste? No. Um, cool. Give me a clue. One give of the one two ingredient. ingredients was sugar. Sugar and uh, Coca-Cola and something fizzy. Something fizzy? Uh, no. <laughs> sugar sugar and water. Uh, sugar and milk. No. <laughs> oh. Is it liquid? <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. It's like half... Sort it, of? It's, it's mostly liquid. It's uh, mostly liquid, yeah. Mostly liquid, like um, yogurt. Mm, closer, closer. Ice cream. We're, we're thinking breakfast here. We're thinking uh, something you have on toast, perhaps. Uh, is it white? Yes, it is white. Like that mallow fluff. Marshmallow fluff. Who was that on breakfast? Um, I don't know. Tell me. Egg whites and sugar. Ah. Uh, the dogs cause problems on set by constantly licking the tasty stuff off. Tasty stuff. Just like... Exactly. It all loops back around. It all comes back around. <laughs> Time yeah. is a flat circle. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we need to rate the film. Yeah. I think it was all right. How about you? Yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. all right. I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. A good sort of single location, mostly film. I thought it was pretty, you know, there was a lot of tragedy involved based on the fact that the poor dog. Oh, I didn't want a dog to die. No. Like you want him to get away. You don't want a dog to die. You want someone to come along and go, here's an injection. Oh, he's all right now. He might have killed five people, or many he killed. But... He can carry on living his life. No, he's obviously dead. Dead at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. And from what I've listened to of the audiobook as well, it seems like a very good adaptation of that book. I haven't finished it yet, but you know. So I'll probably give it a I reckon I give it a B. A B for I don't think the book has uh, any chapter breaks. Is that right? Well, I don't know. I'm listening to it I'm listening to an audiobook, so it doesn't Does the guy say, ever stop for a breath? It's uh, it's a, it's a woman. It's it's narrated by the woman who plays the gypsy in. It's narrated by the woman who plays the gypsy in Drag Me to Hell. Ah, Papa Papa Ganoush. What's her name? Ganoush. Papa Ganoush. Papa Ganoush. Something. I think it's something Ganoush. I can't remember. But it's narrated by her anyway, because I, go, cause I yeah. Googled who I was listening to, because I've been listening to her voice for hours, and I was like, I wonder what she looks like. And it was her. I was like, ah! Oh! 
<laughs> I think you were shocked and then it kind of tickled you. Yeah, so it yeah, came yeah. around to it within seconds. I was, in, I was in my office at work and people were trying to, you're all right. And I was trying to, oh, yeah. <laughs> you never get started. It sounded like it? someone surprisingly put a thumb up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I dare you. Yeah. Not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, oh, uh, yeah. You're going to give it a B. Wow. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I'll give it for a B. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a C plus because uh, I thought it was good. But, like, just, just, Pretty good, like it. I don't know. It's it. It hit all the notes. I found the actual dog eating people bits kind of dis- disconcerting to watch. Um, yeah, maybe it's I kind of want that dog. Film, I want, I oh, want yeah, moments. Yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel like for me, true true horror films. There are, there are always several moments which make me go, oh, yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. If I can, I don't know how I feel about this bit. If I can watch a bit where I'm like, ooh, like when it's when you genuinely sort of struggle to watch it, that they're the ones that really stick with me. Uh, it reminds me of The Grey. Have you seen The Grey? Yeah, there's the bit where the guy falls out the tree, and then he's like imagining he's back at home, and there's his daughter. He says earlier, she puts her hair, stands over and puts her hair, and starts waving her hair left and right over his face. So he brushed over his face. He's talking about it for ages earlier in the film, and then it cuts into the real world, and it just loads of wolves just like <laughs> mauling his face off. And I'm like, oh. Jesus Christ! Like I struggled to watch it. It's something about dogs eating a face. That I just don't Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like. do it. Just don't just don't do it for me, mate. <laughs> just don't do it for me. Don't enjoy it. But in a good way. I think that's what I mean. I don't yeah. enjoy it but in a good way. Yeah. It's uh, titillating. There we go. There we go. Very nice. Uh so next week I think we're gonna be doing Alien Cubed. Alien Cubed, yeah, because so the twenty sixth of April is Alien Day, the fortieth anniversary of Alien. And as as I mentioned, we've done Alien, we've done Aliens, so we're going to do Alien 3. We're going to yeah. obviously be a bit late for Alien Day, but, you know, we'll be in the yeah. week of it. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, don't, I mean, sue us, isn't it? You sue us if you don't like it. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be good. I'm looking forward to it. And then I think we're going to maybe get back on. I think I'm probably about ready to watch Conjuring again, especially with yeah. the new ones coming out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a go, innit? Yeah. Okay. Why not? This show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors and say hello. Thanks to Kovacs Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, consider giving us a rating review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to Makoos Ben for being a right or a dude. Thank you, Luke, for also being a right or a dude. Right. Yes. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.